Right, so this is a word that's on my heart, um, and it's very fitting for today. So, uh, it says in Hebrews chapter 12, Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance and unnecessary weight. And that sin which so readily, deftly, cleverly clings to and entangles off us. And let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and source of our faith and also its finisher, bringing it to maturity. Okay, so it says, throw off unnecessary weights. Uh, worry is an unnecessary weight. Overthinking is an unnecessary weight. Uh, thinking, what am I going to do, knowing that there's nothing I can do is an unnecessary weight. <laughs> what is a necessary weight? Praying it through. Don't throw off that weight. What is a necessary weight? Rejoice. Okay? <laughs> it's not, not really a giving thanks. It's not really a weight. But Jesus said, All who are weary and heavy laden, come unto me, and I will give you rest. He says, my burden, or the weight, is light, and my yoke is soft. So throw off the unnecessary weight, and put on the light weight, the necessary weight, rejoicing, uh, thanksgiving, uh, praying, doing what you can and what you know will connect you to God. Okay? So look away from all that will distract unto Jesus. Alright, so we do what we need to do to rejoice in Jesus, to look to Jesus and to experience Jesus and not to look at the problem and unrejoice in the problem. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. Uh, to grumble yourself in the problem but to look to Jesus. Okay, so... Um, if you, if you look at your situation, have, have God been faithful in a similar, similar situation before? Oh, yes. yes. So why won't He now? Okay? So look away. All right? Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. He says in verse 17, Now this, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So the freedom is in the Spirit. The joy and the thanksgiving and the peace and everything is in Him. Okay, so we need to look to Him. So it says there, verse 16, just the verse before, Whenever a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So look away from all that will distract to the Lord who is the Spirit. So what is all that, who, all that will distract? Well, in this case, verse 15 says, whenever Moses is read. Okay, so putting a burden on yourself to try and fix yourself. Putting a burden on yourself to try and be something that you don't believe you are. In order to change the situation or to whatever. Okay, so throw off the unnecessary weight. <laughs> Okay, and now, here's the necessary thing again, verse 18. And all of us, okay, well, firstly, verse 17, uh, verse 16, turn to the Lord, 
and then verse 18, all of us as with unveiled face because we continued to behold in the word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Okay, so if you remember yesterday's message, uh, there was a glory that was to fade and pass away. If you read 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And then there was a glory that's an abiding glory that was ever increasing, a remaining glory. The glory of Moses faded behind the veil. The glory of Jesus abides forever and is ever increasing. So the old covenant was dispensed with. And the new will take over the world. Okay. So the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. But Moses' administration of condemnation and death engraved in the Edition Stone. <laughs> okay. So you see the, the picture. John 3 verse 30. John the Baptist, the last prophet of the old, I must decrease. The Lord of prophets must decrease. He must increase. The person, Jesus. Okay. So he came in to usher to, he came to usher him in and to show him there is the Lamb of God that comes to take away the sin of the world. So uh, from then on, okay, now he's supposed to take the spotlight. Okay. Alright, so we need to see the two glories in 2 Corinthians 3. The fading glory and the increasing glory. Now, he says, all of us as with unveiled face, so we turned, and now the veil is stripped off and taken away. So we see. Continued to behold. So not only do we see, is we, we look with intent. Okay? In the word. So we see Him in the Word. We, we look to the glory of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. And we are constantly transfigured into His very own image. Okay, King James. Beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. From glory to glory. From the glory that you had to work for, but that fades out to the glory that is a free gift that's ever increasing and that is abiding the glory in the face of Moses fading glory the glory in the face of Jesus Christ ever increasing glory so as we turn away from what Moses writes to what the person Christ writes says, speaks Remember in John 6, verse 63, he says, The flesh has no benefit whatsoever. But the words that I have been speaking to you, relationship, the person revealing himself, Christ, the words that I have been speaking to you are spirit and they are life. On this side, the flesh, it's just words written and engraved on stone, no relationship, you have to do it. On this side, I'm speaking to you. The words that I've been speaking to you are spirit and they are life. So when we turn from the unnecessary weight, when we turn from the ministration of condemnation that puts our attention on ourselves to the person Christ, 
that puts our attention on His glory in the Word of God. And we see Him for who He is in His glory. As we look, we are changed into that image that we see. As we look, we are transformed into that image. <clears throat> we are transformed from the fading glory or the faded glory, which is darkness, into the ever-increasing glory. So what do people see? The glory gets more. Okay? So it's from glory, faded, now darkness, to glory, ever-increasing, Christ shines from you. Okay, so in context, it doesn't speak of levels of glory. Glory to glory to glory to glory. But you can say that because if it's ever increasing, the levels will get more. So that's fine. But in context, if you can see, Moses' glory, Jesus' glory. Okay, so we need to turn away from the distraction. We need to turn away from whatever is going on in this realm. And go into the spirit and see what's there so that we can reflect it in the natural. Okay? Like you always say, we have the keys of heaven. Okay? We have the keys. So let's unlock it. How do we do that? Behold his face. I will behold your face in righteousness. Okay? Just, just look at this Psalm, what's that? 17. We'll go back to 2 Corinthians now. But we need to look. We need to look. Psalm 17 verse 15. King James says, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Ta-da! <laughs> Amplified says it a bit different. He says, As for me, I will continue beholding your face in righteousness. I shall be fully satisfied when I awake to find myself beholding your form and having sweet communion with you. Want to be satisfied? Then look. Behold. And look away from the problem, but behold into heaven, into the unseen, and gaze upon the Son of God. Okay? Alright, 2 Corinthians 4. Alright, verse 6 says... For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts so as to beam forth the light for the illumination of the knowledge of the majesty and glory of God. As it is manifest in the person and is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. I'm going to read it again. God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts so as to beam forth the light for the illumination of the knowledge of the majesty and the glory of God as it is manifest in the person and is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. As you look to Him, you look Him in the face, that light for the illumination of your heart shines into your heart. Okay? It says for the new illumination of the knowledge of the majesty and glory as it is revealed in his face. So it's revealed in his face. If I look to his face, it will shine into my heart. Then my heart is enlightened. Ephesians chapter 1, I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened so then that you may know the hope of your calling. 
So the eyes of your heart enlightened. That light shining into your heart comes from the face. Look into the eyes of Jesus. It's revealed in His face. It's revealed in, in time with Him. Okay? Alright, so now verse 17. For our light momentary affliction this slight distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory. Now people want to go through suffering so that they can get the weight of glory. No, just keep on reading. Beyond all producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory, beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculation, a vast and transcendent glory and a blessedness never to cease. So you see, it's the same glory, it's the same book. So it says, since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Okay? The things that are visible are temporal, brief, fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. So, we need to look into the unseen. See His face in righteousness. Have fellowship. Look in His eyes. It shines into our heart the light for the illumination of the knowledge of the glory. Now the knowledge of the glory is inside your heart. Okay. So you don't look at whatever is happening around you, this light momentary affliction. That light momentary affliction, you know, we are struck down but not destroyed. We are persecuted but we are not abandoned, you know. We are crushed, you know. But we are, what's it? So they were persecuted. So Paul... This light momentary affliction, stoned at Lystra. Light momentary affliction in the open sea for three days. This light momentary affliction. They throw, threw him to the lions at, at Ephesus. Light momentary affliction. Got 39 lashes on his back three times. Light momentary affliction. <laughs> They put him in the dungeons, they put him in the jails, they eat him, they try to kill him. He survives the sea, gets out, the snake bites his hand. Okay, just shakes it off, goes on. Okay, okay, so whatever you're looking at, if, if we can compare it to Paul and he just kept on looking to Jesus, Nothing that we go through now is even close to that. Okay? And if we can compare it to what Jesus went through on the cross, come on. <laughs> so that's why he says in Hebrews 12, just think of him so that you may not grow weary and exhausted and faint in your own minds. Okay? So when we look to Jesus... Uh, you see the veil of the Holy of Holies torn. His body became the veil, Hebrews uh, 10 verse 19 and 20. His flesh became the veil that was torn. 
Okay? So if you want to see the glory of God, look to where the veil was rent. And that's the cross. Okay? So we, we have load shedding. We don't have electricity. So that's why I'm holding this and not a mic. But luckily we have sunlight coming through the windows. But for us to let the sunlight in, we had to take those, that black veil and pull it open. And that one and that one so that the light can shine in. So if you want the light to shine in, you need the veil to be torn or opened. So where does the light come from? From the inside of Christ. How did it flood the world? Through the wounds of the cross. Okay? Because that's where the real veil of the Holy of Holies was rent. Okay? So years ago, I think it was in 2006, I got a, a vision. I was worshipping on a keyboard and I saw Jesus, the cross of Jesus, right in front of me. His feet was just here above me. And as I looked, I saw his wounds. And out of the wounds came light. And as I looked, it was just pins and needles. His power all over me. My hands kept on playing, but my hands were numb. I couldn't feel it. My lips, everything was just... Okay? And I saw the light shining out of his wounds. And he started speaking to me about Second Corinthians 3. And Hebrews 10, because Hebrews 10 says... We've, we go to the true Holy of Holies through the separating curtain that is through His flesh by the power of the blood in this fresh new living way. Okay, Hebrews 10 verse 20. So, so the separating curtain is His flesh. So it's revealed in His face. So when you look at Jesus hanging on the cross, expressing His love, expressing His glory towards us, expressing the true nature of God, that sacrificial love towards us. Um, that is where the light comes from. That is where the glory comes from. That is what we need to believe to receive the Holy Spirit. Okay? The cross of Christ, the sacrifice. Okay, now. Romans. Chapter 8. Verse 31, what then shall we say to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? So what are the things that you need? Okay, so... Today, Estelle manifested 70,000 rand by writing some more zeros on the, on the money. So we just got 70,000 rand. Woohoo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, in Jesus' name. All right? So, the point is, will he not give it? If he gave his son, will he withhold this? If he gave his life to suffer on that cross, will he withhold our daily bread? He said, pray this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, New Testament, joy, righteousness, peace, come. 
Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. There's no luck in heaven. And then he says, Give us this day our daily bread. Okay. So we can ask, Give us this day our daily bread. If, he, if you who are good know how to give, give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father. If, you, if your son asks you for bread, will you give him a stone? If your son asks you for a fish, will you give him a snake? Okay? What's the scorpion one? If he asks you for an egg, egg, egg and a scorpion. Yeah, I'm not going to give my son a scorpion. Okay? So if you who are evil, one translation says, you are evil. <laughs> and you know how to give, give good gifts to your children. <laughs> how much more will your heavenly Father, one, one verse says, give you the Holy Spirit when you ask Him, and the other one says, uh, give you what you ask of Him. So we can ask, but we need to look to Him. Right? Like I said yesterday, let's not praise the problem. Let's not worship and exalt the problem. But let's praise God and keep our eyes on Him. So, that's the message. Keep your eyes fixed and focused on Jesus. Look away from the distraction. All right? And rejoice! <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Whoa.